what we've really got to realize uh, for multi-day tours, as most tour operators would know, is that it's a completely different booking journey. Like they're usually booking it well in advance. It usually aligns with international flights. In fact, with our airline partners, it's like we find that 55% of the bookings are actually driven by um, the multi-day tour first. It's the first item they purchase to lock in their dates and then they'll book all the other tour or travel products around there. Um, so it's actually acting as lead generation as well as boosting up the cart value. Hello everyone, my name is Chris Torres of the Tourism Marketing Agency and welcome to the Digital Tourism Show. In this episode, I am chatting with Murray Decker, the CEO of Tour Amigo. Now, Tour Amigo are a booking platform with a strong focus on the multi-day tour sector. Murray and myself have a chat about how technology is changing within the tourism sector, specifically within tours and activities, and how the future of the sector will look a lot different to what has gone before how we experience tours, the technology we use during the experience itself, what shifts are we currently seeing in this sector and what this means for everyone involved. So welcome to the Digital Tourism Show, episode 264. So thanks, Murray, for joining us on the Digital Tourism Show. It's an absolute pleasure. So uh, before we get stuck in, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you find yourself working within the tourism sector? Yeah, Chris, thanks for having me. Um, look, uh, I've been in the tourism sector for about 15 years now, maybe a bit more. Um, I originally uh, studied marketing and strategic management and actually went into the banking industry and thought after about 12 months, this is not exactly the path <laughs> I want to go down for the rest of my life. Yeah. And did the cliche thing of moving to, uh, being an Australian, moving to the UK and London and working and living above pubs. Um, and while I was there, it, coincidentally, the, the travel corporation for Kentucky and Busabout's head office was a couple of doors down. And strangely enough, I got to know them pretty well on a Friday afternoon serving them. And um, one day popped in and said, look, you know, is there uh, opportunities to, to work as a tour guide through Europe? And that sort of started that huge application um, process. Um, I started working as a tour guide all through Europe, uh, mainly for Busabout, uh, for about two to three years. And then I took over in operations down in Greece and Spain um, and started managing um, quite a few tour guides, um, the products down there where we went Mykonos, Paros, Sandrin, Eos, and over in Spain, it was Ibiza, Mallorca, Menorca, and the Balearic Islands. And that I did that for another three or four years, actually. It was um, an unusual sort of uh, uh, time to be spent as a tour guide. Usually uh, your body fails you before you want to finish, but um, <laughs> really loved that, uh, really enjoyed it, and then decided to uh, finish up and head home back to Australia. And on the journey back, I went to Asia, and my boss was there and said, look, we're actually expanding bus about into Asia. Would you like to be a part of this? And so I became the operations supervisor there and um, helped create some of the products that uh, bus about had in Asia, and then moved back to Australia and worked for G Adventures um, as the operations uh, manager or in operations for um, uh, G Adventures for their Australian products um, with it. And then that migrated into corporate with Flight Centre, um, as well as uh, retail and also product um, uh, with that. So all along that journey, I was sort of dabbling with Tour Amigo. So it's been around for about five or six years. And it, it came about because I always wanted to start my own company. I was actually on a flight from UK to Greece and 
thought I was going to revolutionize the in-flight magazine um, and created this amazing concept map about how I could put travel technology magazines. But by the time I landed, I realized I had no experience in magazines, no connections in the airlines and no budget to create those sort of mm. uh, in-flight magazines. But part of that concept, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but part of that concept map on the back of this airplane stick bag, which I've still got, was a little bubble, which was uh, tour operators. And I went back and realized that previous passengers, friends, families have said, thanks very much. Great trip, you know, over in Greece or, you know, in Europe. We're heading to Africa. Who would you recommend for us to travel with? What tour operator would be the best sort of, you know, multi-day tour operator to go with? And I realized I had sort of six different templates for all different parts of the world that I was sending through. And um, so I went back to them and said, look, why, why are you asking me? And, um, and so sort of found that there was a gap. There was really no sort of information online. Even if they do book through a travel agency, they just wanted to do their own research. And, um, and that's where the name came from. That's where I studied a bit of Spanish in Spain, but to Amigo, to a friend, um, was because friends were approaching me for that information. So. Wow, so really from, from the, the ground up, is there's aware of being the foots on the ground with the tour guide all the way through to where you are now. So it's uh, pretty, you've probably seen it all. <laughs> yep, yep. There's, <laughs> there's been a few sites. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, no, I'm glad to have you on because today we're, we're going to be talking about you know, how technology is changing, uh, especially within the, the tours and activities sector and, and multi-day tours specifically. Um, no, how, the, how the future of the, the sector will look um, is going to be going forward rather is going to be very much different to what it's gone in the past even just over the last year or two because of everything that's been going on with the pandemic no things have changed on have changed quite a lot mm -hmm. no how we experience the tours no the technology we use uh, during these experiences no with you developing these sort of technologies are, are part of it what shifts are you currently seeing uh, within the sector that's that you see is going to be vastly different going forward yeah, there's certainly been, and on your point, a massive shift um, on the intention of tour operators to look for uh, not only distribution, um, that's been sort of the primary sort of focus, okay, we need to diversify our revenue uh, streams. Um, and then that has been, that's led to, okay, how, how do we get that distribution? We need sort of APIs and live connectivity. Um, is there some software out there that we can either use or do we need to build our own software internally? So we've seen a, a, a huge interest, like pre-COVID, 88% of sales were still coming through your bricks and mortar travel agencies, which is fantastic. But I think that's where COVID's been that catalyst of there's been a huge change in that sort of um, traditional travel agency landscape. Um, and there's still going to be some of the bigger drivers of their sales and whatnot. But um, at the same time, these tour operators are going, okay, let's have a look at the online. How do we get onto sort of airlines, OTAs, uh, meta searches, um, and, and those sort of the like. So um, that has been a huge shift um, just in terms of people are now coming to us as opposed to us going to them saying, look, we think this is what you should need to have. Um, the second sort of component is that there's probably been a restructure in terms of really focusing on their core products. Um, so we have seen a little bit of a trend that people that may have been focusing on day tours and activities have now started going into the multi-day tours. Some have done a complete shift into multi-day tours uh, just, just because of the higher value products and the higher commissions that's involved in there. Granted, they do come with generally higher costs as well. So, But it's something that um, from a customer-driven perspective, people are now booking but for longer trips. 
you know, like they're coming out of COVID, like they're booking massive trips actually <laughs> compared yeah. to like your average duration might have been 10 to 12 days. They're now almost double that in terms of their interest and what they're, they're looking at doing. Um, so, yeah, and the, the last bit I want to highlight there is that it's also been a big shift into that private bespoke um, or having private groups, uh, whether that's driven by influencers or whether that's just, uh, you know, you have a, a special occasion that comes across. Um, it's it's not necessarily they're changing their business. They're adding that as a product um, that they can um, both do private and your sort of set departures. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. We're seeing that with a lot of our customers that well, consumers, as I've always said, you know, the travel demand is huge and consumers are booking longer trips just because they've not been able to for the last two years. Or, or it's, it's part of that is also merging in with you no know, working while traveling. You know? So they may go with their families, travel for a month, for example, but two weeks of that is you know, with the family, you know, having a trip and a holiday. The other two weeks are well still there. They're, they're maybe doing work as well, so they're sort of combining both the sort of vacation as well as the sort of uh, the sort of works work workation work or whatever you want to call it um, exactly. sort of at the same time. So, uh, so that we're definitely seeing that sort of similar trend. Yeah, we, we've heard that with the accommodations, you know, like they're booking either through the, the hotels or, you know, stays or Airbnb, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. that the request now coming through is, can I work on the balcony? Is there a PowerPoint? And does the Wi-Fi stretch out to that sort of space? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that is a big thing. I know we're going slightly off topic, but for those accommodations, if, if any accommodations are listening, it's I use Airbnb a lot. But sometimes you go to a place and the Wi-Fi is just terrible. You no, know, you have to use your phone as a hotspot and things like that or whatever. So that is going to be a big decider for people. If, if one, do you have a hot tub, probably, and two, do you have decent Wi-Fi? <laughs> that's yeah. going to be the, that's going to be the two big ones. So. And maybe a floating <laughs> table for the hot tub, you know, like yeah. Well, I like that. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Uh, so no, we, we we spoke previously. You know, we, uh, you mentioned that there are, there are big gains to be had uh, in experiencing the or enhancing the guest experience rather uh, through technology, especially during the sort of purchase experience. No, can you give us an example of uh, what you how you feel that could look like going forward now that things have changed? Yeah, so like, like on, there's two angles here. So from a, a travel agency perspective, you know, traditionally it's been in store. Here's three different brochures. We'll open up to the the destination that we're talking about and try to find and compare what the differences in in those sort of uh, different packages. Um, and then the agent would then usually traditionally log into the back end of the tour operator system and start sort of entering in the customer's details. So. Um, the digitalization in that respect is that we want to put that on their, their monitors so they can flip around their monitors and have like a table style format where they can compare the different tours, the different functionalities, features, inclusions, all side by side, which is what our technology does for a, a selling perspective as well. Um, for online, it's an unknown. You know, like there, there's so many partners we're talking to. To, um, and that we've also signed up and that we're integrating with at the moment who have never sold multi-day tours. And the common mistake or, or assumption is that let's just put it in with activities and day tours. And what we've really got to realise uh, for multi-day tours, as most tour operators would know, is that it's a completely different booking journey. Like they're usually booking it well in advance. It usually aligns with international flights. In fact, with our airline partners, it's like we find that 55% of the bookings are actually driven by 
um, the multi-day tour first. It's the first item they purchase to lock in their dates and then they'll book all the other tour mm-hmm. or travel products around there. Um, so it's actually acting as lead generation as well as boosting up the cart value. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and that journey. So for example, activities and day tours, incredible systems out there and you basically put in your location like that you're going to and it searches a, a rate for activities but when you have a multi-day tour that might be going through uh, several different states cities countries whatever it may be um it's very hard to search for that in like putting a, a dot down and what's the radius so um it's essential that you have a multi-destinational search on there so you can actually plug in say for example we're going from france to netherlands to belgium to germany that, that they can actually put all of that in and look for the tours that actually hit all those destinations they really want to see and then you got to look from the customer perspective is like generally they have sites like they say i want to see the eiffel tower um, and if you've been in it long enough, you know that sometimes the the traveller may not know exactly where the Eiffel Tower is located, and that's probably a bad example, mm-hmm. but they might say, I really want to see this site that I've heard about, the Leaning Tower Pisa, where is actually that located and what do I put in? So you need to also have the search functionality where they can type in what is the, the, the key sites that they really want to see, and it can map out the different tours from there. Um, that comparison side of things, the online bookability side of things um, is is just essential uh, with that sort of flow. And it's been proven, like even when we were originally business to consumer many years ago, uh, we saw traction with people booking online. They, they didn't want to talk to us, you know, because they're set sort of packages. Um, but at the same time, it's still great to have that hybrid approach where you can have them online so they can do their research and have the expertise of a travel agent that can actually support that mm-hmm. and, and also say, hey, there's some other travel products you probably need, such as insurance and flights and the rest of it. Um, so th- it's just that's where we're when we're talking to distribution and selling partners, it needs to be a separate vertical. You need to treat it like cruise. You don't put uh, a cruise or the cruise products in amongst a sailing, you know, day to a sailing, you know, and that's yeah. the sort of comparison we use, um, particularly if you want conversion. And there's companies that have tried this in the past and it just hasn't worked with that user experience. They've they've done very well in their other parts, whether it's day to activities or they specialize in multi-day, but it just doesn't work combining those two together. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of one thing that we, you know, going into that new territory of selling online or even featuring online, but the bookability online, you, you really need to have a very good, clean user experience, user interface so that they can, um, be sort of guided through that journey to find the, the tool that really suits their needs. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. How do you see, you know, sort of emerging technologies like artificial intelligence and autonomous vehicles? Do you see that as... Uh, an exciting development in our industry or do you have concerns with that and is that something you're even thinking about for your own platform is that is that something you're going to look at going forward? yeah look i love it i think the more technology the more innovation the better we're, we're really it's sort of hypothetical talking you know as to whether it's going to work or not i think we just got to try it but mm-hmm. i mean you go back in history like some of the tours might have been on horse and cart and then the bus came in and oh my god you know like all the coach should i say um yeah. uh so it's you, you just got to look at you know in 10 15 years time we might be looking back going oh my god how do we do that without this ai technology and um how awesome it is it now that we we can be in these sort of vehicles and the tour guide doesn't have to be driving or, or whatever it may be you know you could easily adapt it um to different products but um i'm all for it and in terms of ai yeah we'll start looking at sort of incorporating that a little bit 
into it, but it's more going to be um, chatbots with some basic AI um, just to help people, like because our model's more business to business and helping them, uh, the tour operators manage the system, having that sort of support, 24-7 support for them, um, and then going into maybe that sort of technology can be used to communicate with their selling partners and to their tour guides on the ground, and that's where I can see the immediate benefit, um, but I'm sure it's going to be a, a lot more advanced than, than that. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same. I, I love the fact that where 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 it's going, and I, and I don't see. I, I know a lot of operators think, "Oh, I'm, I'm I don't want an AI tour guide because it's going to take over my job or anything like that." And no, I I don't see it like that. No, I I see it as, you know, as you could basically be selling tours. An AI tour guide could deliver. No, some of these tours for people, no, it's like audio tours. People, there's a certain demographic that like an audio tour. They would like this sort of thing as well, and then being able to have, generate that revenue in the background while you are going out doing your live tours and, and person tours and things like that. So it's to me, I just see it as another revenue stream like audio tours, uh, and as well as the AI, as you sort of mentioned there, is you no know, helping with the sales process or helping with your, your own teams and things on the ground. It just makes your business run more efficiently. So I, I'm I'm all for it. So it's I think it's, I think it'll be great. Personally. Exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of the time we think technology and software is just going to be replacing people, but we, we certainly go out saying, here's some tools to help your your staff to become more efficient and more focus on the, the core of the business of, you know, your amazing products and, and selling them and looking after your customer, like as opposed to spending time on spreadsheets and uh, calendars and, and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, you know, I know, and anyone working in tours and activities know how how fragmented this this industry is compared to like the hotel industry and everything else. Do you obviously, with you being you know, a platform and working in this industry, do you see the need for more standardisation across all platforms and technologies uh, to push the sector forward, or do you actually not see that as an issue at all? Do you think it's actually going to become even more fragmented? How how do you see that playing out? No, I, I see technology being uh, a necessity to um, standardise a bit of the, the uh, like a lot of the, particularly in the multi-day tour sector where, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I think we came out with a stat the other day that 40 to 45% of tour operators don't even have a website, you know, uh, like a multi-day tour company. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of gauging or, or estimating the size of the industry as well like it, we can make estimations but it's only based on what's been sold in the past and um and we potentially are missing out on a majority of that data that's going through um but in terms of um we, we definitely that that's we definitely believe in that because we're separate to some of the companies that might even any part of the industry that are building making custom builds for companies where they sort of say, okay, what do you need are and a tech company, whether external, internal builds a custom build and then they have to keep updating it and making corrections. And um, mm -hmm. and it can be a very expensive process, which is why, you know, 95% of the, the multi-day tour operators don't have a back-end system. Uh, so our motto is to create a specialised system for multi-day tours that can standardise the layouts, the formats, the information, but make it as generic as possible so that you can actually customize your different fields in there and where you want your, your product to be categorized in, how you want it to be showing up on search engines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we need to have that flexibility because there's a big difference from mum and pa's in a certain country to uh, your multi hundred million dollar businesses in other countries. Mm -hmm. So it, um, it it's it's sort of that hybrid approach, you know, like we, we need to get them all into a standardized system so that they can be presented equally online. And when I say equally online, 
equally sort of showing that information and that allows them to differentiate their product majorly because you can say this is why we're different whereas you know traditionally with a brochure that's very hard to establish mm. you know and that's why there's been a huge dependencies on travel agencies um and, and travel agents to do that which is fantastic but then there's also a huge amount of resources to be training all of those travel agents as well. So um, it's, it, and that's where I see the future of that going is that you're going to have specialist travel agents um, that might be working from home and all the rest of it that can actually be specialists in certain products. They can be specialists in certain destinations. And yeah, that's where, um, but we need to sort of try to present that online as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think standardisation does need to come into it. It's the only way this industry is going to move forward. No, I mean, that's, that goes for not just operators or platforms like yourself, it's OTAs and various other things. I think, the, I know it's hard, I know everyone's doing their own thing, but I think at some point it needs to come together if it's, it's going to be the only way yeah. to, to move the industry forward, really, for sure. And I, I can't see it working any other way. If it, if it gets more fragmented, no, it's just going to... It's just going to be to the detriment for consumers, you know, you know, yeah. trying to pick and choose what they want and stuff like that and purchasing and everything else. So um, hopefully it will happen one day. Exactly. And the same sort of thing happens with tour operators because that's some of the biggest problems now is that there's, um, particularly in the tours activities, ticketing, multi-day tours, there's, there's options out there for software. But we all say the same thing, right? So you go to the website and everyone's sort of saying the same, we do this, we do that. But yep. um, and, and that's where it's what we need to get to a stage of, of standardising, you know, saying, look, these guys, and that's where we'll refer people off to people that are specialists in activities and day tours. And, and hopefully it is happening vice versa where they're referring them to us for, for multi-day. Um, and that's where it needs a little bit more transparency and information. Um, and it's why we've shaped our business model where there's sort of no upfront fees, no monthly fees, and we've gone with that transactional sort of approach at this stage, but giving the flexibility that they can adopt, you know, a set fee if they really wanted to and have a monthly fee to drop that percentage down because we just don't want any barriers to entry. We want people to um, use it. You're not locked into any contracts and we're not doing our job if we can't, you know, retain you as a customer and we're delivering everything that you want to. Mm -hmm. No, for sure, for sure. So, so where do you see Tour Amigo in five years' time? Now, what sort of advancements are you hoping to make, or that you're maybe working on already? You know, so how, how do you see the future of the system? Yeah, so it's um, we've gone through a bit of an extensive beta testing <laughs> program, which has opened up many more segments and we've actually had to shut off some segments that we because <laughs> it was just getting too much but um like we first focus is multi-day and that's our you know primary expertise but then we've attracted a lot of dmc's destination management companies right. um who are it's a very similar sort of setup that they're looking for because we can plug in all the suppliers uh, all their global contracts anyone they work with and and also manage all their distribution and whether they're selling through direct or because it's sort of that hybrid approach with a lot of the dmcs yeah. nowadays where they're acting as the the agent as well as the dmc mm -hmm. um and then it's sort of you know if we had a chat the other day with a luxury yachting company and they're like this would be amazing can you just change the words from coach to yacht and <laughs> and um so we've gone yeah maybe and so like we we see in the future that it, it will be able to be adopted into many different segments and it's the same sort of functionalities there'd be some tweaks and and all the rest of it, but it'll be mainly changing terminology. Um, right now, we're focusing on English um, speaking um, guiding, um, but that can go into. We can easily do the multi currency. That's all. You know, you can do all the currency exchange in there as you see as you see fit. Um, but you know, we can easily start entering into that sort of other market, such as the Asian market that has uh, that might be sold locally in different languages. Um, but look, in the future, it's basically 
looking at, you know, we're expanding our distribution network, but the focus is uh, on that software and just constantly me making um, improvements. Um, we, we do want to become the oracle of the multi-day tours and we're, we're really on track with being sort of that specialist and expertise in multi-day tours and in software. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will lead into many other opportunities, particularly if you have like a, a startup or a company that's looking for consultancy service. And Chris, we've talked about this before where we can say, look, we can see this is what's selling in this sort of destination. Um, this would be the best sort of product to set up. It might be a nine day as opposed to a 10 day. And so we can get, we can give sort of advice based on data and, and marketing service through yourselves and whatnot to you know, um, help those companies grow their business and um, and understand the the data behind um, what is actually the most effective and efficient tour in each destination. Yeah, it's it's great. No, it's um, <clears throat> a lot of our customers come from the multi day tour sort of sector, and it's 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 a it's a part of the sector that's still a little bit behind in terms of when it comes to the, your typical day tours and stuff like that. And there's not many options out there for platforms or online booking or OTAs or anything like that. No, there, there is a couple, but there's not. It's it's it seems to have been left behind a little bit, and it's good to sort of see there's going to be more development in this and hopefully pushing that side of the sector forward because it's arguably the largest part of of tours and activities. So it's um so it's. Uh, it's good to sort of see it's hopefully going to get push forward technology wise and uh, more bookable online. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole purpose. Like we, we don't mind where you distribute your product. That the whole purpose of us is to make sure that you've got this back end uh, software. And as part of the standard feature, you get a bookable API out of it. Like mm-hmm. and and that just opens up so many windows. It's it's not as simple as just a a trip itinerary. We're not just a building itineraries. This is like your financial system. You can connect in your phone, um, your accounting software. You can you know so and all different features will you know, continue to evolve based on feedback from the customers. Oh, excellent, excellent. So if anyone wanted to get in touch with yourself or know more about Tour Amigo, where's the best place to go to? Yep, so to our website, touramigo.com. There's a contact form there. Um, it allows you just to put in a little some basic information just so we have a context um, and one of our team will reach out and we can organise a, a conversation. At the moment, unfortunately, it's probably on video. Um, but uh, also the partnerships at touramigo.com is, is our main email address. Um, that you can easily sort of contact us there. But the contact form online is probably ideal because we can get a bit of an idea about what sort of company you are um, and we can tailor um, that sort of meeting to your needs. Yeah, no, fantastic. I know you travel around a lot, so hopefully at some point we'll finally meet up in, at an event yep. or whether it's a rival or somewhere else or uh, and actually you know, share, share a beer a bit. It's been a long time since we've done that with anyone, so it'll be good to, <laughs> to do that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we'll probably have one beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in Australia just now, or are you? No, so like I, um, yeah, I got out. Um, so I'm actually <laughs> in. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Um, but yeah, no, I'm in Greece at the moment, um, and then coming to London at the end of this month. So I'll be at WTM. If anyone's there and wants to catch up, uh, we'll be wearing the the black, bright pink shirts, which we prefer to call aggressive salmon, and uh, <laughs> and then we'll be going down to Seville um, for Tourism Innovation Summit, and then I'm across to America for Focus Right. Um, in uh, Port Latterdale. So if anyone's there, please hit us up. We'd love to, to meet up in person. It's going to be um, a unique experience after the last two years to actually have physical contact. And yeah, 
I'm scared that we all might have one beer and that that'll be the end of the night after. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. No, saying that though, I don't know what it's been like over there, but especially in Scotland here, it's like, you no, know, it's we've probably been drinking more indoors because <laughs> <laughs> we've been ordering in bottles of wine and beer and everything else just to just to get yeah. through the pain of the last two years, to be honest. So, exactly. uh, but no, I, I can't wait till we uh, all be up again. And um, uh, so hopefully at some point soon we'll, we'll do that. But no, Murray, I, I can't thank you enough. It's um, been a great chat. Knowing more about you no know, multi-day tour activities what you're trying to do in terms of the technology pushing it forward and yeah anyone listening to it who's in multi-day wanted to know more please get in touch with buddy and um uh, hopefully they can help them out so i appreciate fantastic. it fantastic yeah greatly appreciate it